I have zero idea when I'm gonna go into menopause. Like, where is my predictive analytics for menopause? It's not there. Hello, and welcome to Giant Ideas with me, Cameron McLean. And me, Tommy Stadlin. We're co-founders of Giant Ventures, which builds and backs purpose-driven companies. At Giant, we're lucky to meet extraordinary people with giant ideas that are changing the world. This podcast brings you behind-the-scenes access to those ideas and the inspiring stories of the people behind them. We explore how one giant idea can kickstart a billion-dollar company, shape culture, and transform life as we know it. We recorded these first episodes at our live Giant Ideas Summit held at London's Tate Modern. The Giant Ideas Summit brings together 200 founders, CEOs, heads of state and other leaders to explore how we can harness cutting-edge technology as a force for good. Today, we bring you Ida Tin on the future of femtech. There are perhaps few more qualified to talk on this topic than Ida, who in fact coined the term femtech in 2016. Ida is the co-founder of menstruation tracking app Clue, which she originally designed to track her own cycle in the absence of any technical solutions. Clue now has 11 million users across 190 countries. In this talk, Ida discusses why femtech matters, what today's definition includes, why there is still a woeful response to technology for menopause and hormone tracking, and why we need to keep asking women which problems really matter. It is an inspiring call to action. I did coin the term femtech in 2016 because I saw a pattern of kindred spirit building tech for female health. And I wanted all the little parts to be seen as a whole. <sighs> you know, it was a moment where we felt like we were moving culture as entrepreneurs. And now seven years later, we can see that it was indeed the beginning of a new sector in technology. One where women, tired of waiting, are building the technology that they need. Last year, $20 billion was invested into Femtech. And Femtech is set to be worth $1 trillion by 2027. It's a lot of money. <laughs> When I started out in 2008, the only thing I had was a post-it note on my bedroom wall. I was 28 years old, and I was upset that there had been no innovation in family planning methods for 50 years. I decided I wanted to create a new type of birth control. So, together with my team at Clue, we did. In 2021, we became FDA cleared for the world's first all-digital type of birth control. It's not because our ride-sharing apps and our food delivery apps and our million other apps don't work for us women that this segment emerged. It is because there was a whole part of life that tech had utterly failed. Overlooked, under-researched, underfunded and underinnovated in, which was the part about female health, about the life experiences that we have as women because of the biology that we live in. 
And together with a small handful of other founders who started companies around 2013, Clue came to pioneer a cultural shift that made the New York Times call 2015 the year the period went public. <laughs> and this was the beginning of Femtech, really, because when we could start talking about periods, this thing that women have for 40 years of their lives, but which had been completely invisible in our culture, we could also start addressing all the other things that needed to be looked at in female health. So this is my short and simple definition of what Femtech is. It is products and services leveraging technology to address needs for people who have female biology. It's a part of life that's really close to heart. You know, it matters to not suddenly have blood running down your legs unexpectedly, or to not have breastfeeding be like a super lonely and frustrating learning journey. It matters to not have a pelvic floor too weak to hold your pee. <laughs> so there was a whole bunch of things that technology had just kind of overlooked. And over the years, we understood that data on the female cycle is powerful, that there is so much potential for technology to make a difference in female health. So today, Femtech is things like tests in menstrual blood for biomarkers. It is diagnosing and managing endometriosis through apps. There's a condition that about 10% of women have. It takes forever to get diagnosed. Or sex toys that helps women reduce vaginal pain and achieve better orgasms by having sensors that give them a feedback on their data. The cool thing is we're not only seeing femtech uh, companies, we're also seeing venture funds focusing on femtech. We're seeing conferences, blogs. There's a lot of activity. And not just in Europe, people are building across the world, in Asia, in the Middle East, and beyond. There is still a lot of unmet needs. So let me give you an example from my own life. I'm 44. I dare say I know a thing or two about technology and female health. And yet, I have zero idea when I'm going to go into menopause. Like, where is my predictive analytics for menopause? It's not there. I don't have a good sense of what has happened to my hormones the last 10 years or what might happen over the next 10 years. So products that can collect this kind of data are emerging, but they are still far from mainstream. Because we need not just great innovation, we also need great capital to make these products become main street and sort of main market consumer products, and even for healthcare providers to prescribe them. I believe that we are going to have a continued explosion of women building technology and forming technology, building what they need. I hope they will do this together with diverse teams, inviting, including lots of men.
Because we need men. We need them as co-founders, as team members, as investors, as regulators, journalists. And we need them to cheer us on. So, go ask women what is still difficult about having this biology. Go ask people with cycles what they need, what they desire regarding their bodies. Ask them what is still painful, what is still too difficult, what is infuriating even. And you will come back with an incredibly inspiring list. You will come back with business opportunities, business ideas, partnership ideas. And you will come back with a list of areas where culture needs a little bit of innovation, maybe even cultural liberation. <laughs> so, Femtech is a really unique moment in the history of technology, where finally more women are getting involved in shaping the world. And we get to see what happens when more perspectives are brought in. We can see that it creates wealth, it creates equality and health. In my mind, Founders and the venture capital community and their LPs have an outsized responsibility for shaping the world. I want us to redefine success. I want us to not only measure monetary value, but think about success as being able to participate in the life-sustaining ecosystems of the planet. When we learn to do that, then we are successful. <laughs> <laughs>